So Mercy leaves. We switch to Joseph's point of view. Joseph thought the baby was hers. And so she's he's talking to the doctor who's the head doctor of this clinic there. He was like starts to go on this tirade of if all these poor women just learned how to not have babies. That girl who just came in here with her baby doesn't even know how to keep it alive and blah, 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 blah. And the head doctor's like, that wasn't her baby. Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. Well, this episode is sponsored by Trevor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have kind of we have to give a shout out to Trevor because he our my, brother our my, yes my younger brother Shannon's my older brother older because you only have older brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> you live a different life yeah, than I, I do. do. I know. <laughs> just because Isn't the that weird. I know. Like dramatically does like change. <laughs> yeah, I only have older siblings. I've yeah. never had younger siblings. Explains a lot. Just kidding. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Go in there already. <laughs> no, we do have to thank our brother because he said he said he listened to this podcast and he's like, oh wow. He was like, all right, I can't. I can't <laughs> listen to it at all, actually. He's been giving us equipment and stuff, and every time we've been trying to use it, it does not work. No. We just don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And so finally, I mean, he's come over a couple of times like to try to help us, but finally we got these amazing mics that he randomly had i honestly don't understand and then he has like yeah the system and everything i'm really hoping we sound a lot better yeah because i know it's been an issue and if you've stuck out with us this far thank you because we know it's been rough (laughs) we know like tried our hardest we have been trying and adjusting and just doing everything we can to make the quality there and it's just been a struggle so now our mics are better yes Next step is a video. The video. <laughs> we know, okay? Yeah. If you see us on social media, we know our video sucks, Yeah, okay? We're just not there yet. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are reading Kate, A Reluctant Bride. A Reluctant Bride by Jodi Headland. Which we've already done Jodi Headland before. Yes. We did... The cowboy one. This one way down here. A Cowboy for Keeps. Yeah. Which I didn't realize it was the same author when I was reading it because we've feel read so different, so different. This book, this entire series, means I have read all of them. Yes, and they're all very good, very good. And the last one of this series, I've read tw- like three times because I really, really? yes, Interesting. even though the last book of this series feels like it was written by a different person, like it, the yeah. the writing di- feels different to me. I, I could get, but that. I still love the story the most, so I read it like three times. I like the second one a lot. It's more of a love triangle. She's like the baker. Oh, I love the baker. Yes. (laughs) That's a good one. The love interest in that is so so cute. He's why you want to read it. Yes. He's really, really good. He's a really good one. He's a good one. Yeah. Ooh. The third one's just a little weird. Uh, I don't. Okay. This is just. It's just not my thing. No. Any books where the love, the male interest is a priest or like. Or like a pastor. pastor. I don't know what his title is. Yeah, I can't remember. But reverend. Something. Yeah, anything in those positions for some reasons it's like an instant turnoff. And I'm a religious person. It is for me too. But maybe that's why because I'm like I don't know. I just can't. I feel like you shouldn't be in a relationship. Like because there's of, some church. I'm like I said I don't know what the title is specifically. 
because like some of them you're not allowed to be in a relationship and some mm. of them you are mm. so i'm like are you doing something naughty like what is happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't not, know why not in book three it's not naughty or anything like that like it's totally fine for them to be in a relationship but they're married they, they get, get married, married. yeah they do. like uh, it's like it's a marriage of convenience i forgot yeah because he's like going up to him i don't know i don't remember i'd have to read it yeah anyways the fourth book is really good. I It has a lot of... It's a lot more playful, and I love the guy in that one, too. Oh. He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's the tall, dark, and handsome. Ooh. Silenced, but strong type. Yeah, yeah. and also He's very rebellious. Mm. Yeah, that's yes. a good one. Anyways, if you life. like this <laughs> book, you should go and read the entire series, yes. because it they're all really good. Yeah. And we can, all, we can vouch for that. Yes. But the book we were going to read was called... <laughs> I have I don't a bone. Want, to I don't want to talk about it. I have it. a bone. No, to listen, take with you, Sarah. You tortured no. me. No. <laughs> okay, so I read half of that book long time ago, and I don't remember why I stopped reading it. It wasn't because I didn't like it. It was just like I got busier. Only read half the book, but I remember really liking that first half of the book. So I was like, Sarah, we should do it on the podcast because I think you would really like it. Boy, was she wrong. <laughs> Yeah. I started, I was like, I can't even get to chapter two, Shannon. Why do you like this book? And I was like, I'm already like 25% into it. And I, I flew through she's, it. She's like, it's great. I don't get it. I'm yeah. like, how? How? For me, and I have I know this is a pet peeve for a lot of other readers as well. But it's when there's a lot of girl drama. This has a lot of girl drama. Hate it. Yeah, that was a big part of it. And then also, ugh. There's a point where I <laughs> I just can't stand it when the love interest out of nowhere is like, oh, but she's she's my, half my soul. I love her. And it's like, no, you don't. You guys have. And the problem with this book yeah. is they haven't even had a full on conversation where they get to be themselves because the all the only time they get to be together is at dinner time and it's very clippy and, and like bantery and stuff, which is fun. But like. There was no like connection between them, and if you and it's okay sometimes if they if they if it's a true enemies to lovers, and there's that development with them, and then they turn into there's just no reason for him to instantly fall in love with her. There's no reason, and I was like, I can't, yeah. Shannon. And then and then I forced myself to keep reading because I'm like, I gotta read this in time for the podcast. Shannon was only halfway. I'm like 85, 95%. Literally, I stopped at 95% because I would have stopped <laughs> after chapter one, but you didn't let me. And so I'm like, Shannon's like, it's great. Keep reading, keep reading. And then she got, this is what she did to me, you guys. She got to halfway. And I was like, I don't think we should do it for a podcast. No, no, no. I, I read like, the whole thing. Don't even. Yes, I read the whole me. thing. You told me. No, you were I was halfway. to halfway and I was like, I'm starting to doubt myself. <laughs> but then I was like, no, I'm going to force myself to finish it. I finish it. Oh, and okay. then I was like, no, we're not doing that. Because we have a rule for the podcast, one of us has to really like it. Like, yeah. if we're going to recommend it. Neither of us really liked no, it. No, no. And this author, we've read other books by her before. She is a great author. And I've loved her other books. So this one, I was like, It just didn't connect with us. Yeah, it just didn't hit like it was supposed to. For our specific preferences. The the thing that was like, I'm not doing this on the podcast, was her whole thing. She went onto this ship because she was supposed to meet this guy in India. And they had an understanding that they would have dinner and stuff. She is not promised to him at all. They have no obligation to be together. Like, literally nothing. And so she falls in love with this captain on the boat. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you. He finds out that he she has to meet this other guy. And he's like, you lied to me. You're promised to another. And she's like, I'm literally not. But he's still like, no. 
Yeah. And he's like, you lied to me. And then he's like just straight up rude to her after that. And I'm like, literally she did nothing wrong. Hmm. She's not lying. She doesn't have to do anything with that other guy. She can just meet him and be like, hey, I'm in love with this other guy. Yeah. And there's nothing he can do about it. I just... That really turned me off. I was like, why? Yeah. It's not necessary. And he never goes... He never, like, goes through a development of, like, when he goes from mad at her to I'm in love with you still. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It was, like, just flipping a switch. And I'm like, but why did he all of a sudden feel that way? (sighs) (laughs) Big sigh. We needed that big sigh. It just made me mad. Anyway, so that's why we're not reading it. But, but... The reason why I was still considering putting it on the podcast is because I can I know three people off the top of my head that would like that story. Yeah. So it just like of course and we say this all the time, just because we don't like it doesn't mean you guys might not like it. So please don't take yeah. it as though I don't know. We we know. We just know saying that that we're not right. We're not always right. There is no oh, right or wrong. Yeah, it's that's, an all opinion thing. But Yeah, books are so subjective, man. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well Divine Rivals is a great example of yeah. that. Shannon's I don't wrong. I, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> i like that book i like it a lot it's just not my top 10 okay, just this is what really bothered me about <laughs> she forced me to read this captain book because and then i was like okay i gotta read this and there's this other book that's amazing that i'm obsessed with right now and i'm like i have to stop reading this because shannon wants me to read this one <laughs> and then i have to it was a fast read don't even you're fine okay anyways it was just I just have had some shoulder. contention in the camp this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All okay. right, so I'm gonna read the back of the book. Do First read of it all, since you're talking, yeah, this series—they're all designed really well. And oh, so when they're sitting on my bookshelf, all the titles are the same, and they have a different girl in the front. Which for these books, I actually don't mind. Yeah, I really like the pictures. So we have—we don't really like to see their faces ever. Um, yeah, because I don't want a picture in my head. Yeah, we want to be able to. Create... I am the main character <laughs> in all of my books. You don't want to see yourself. So I'm like, yeah. don't show me who I'm supposed to be thinking about. Like, what the crazy? <laughs> yeah. So these were—I like the covers. I do like the covers. Yeah, so they're all beautiful, and I love how they sit on this shelf. Yeah, very yeah, well so. designed, Jody. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, <laughs> thank so you this, for that. <laughs> this is the Brideship series. So there's okay. The very first time I've ever read this. The very first time years ago. I didn't I don't know what I was doing I just dove right in I didn't know they were numbered and so I was reading them out of order and Shannon you were like what are you doing I was like yes I, I thought they were all standalone which <coughs> they, they, they are they kind of are but they're characters that are introduced it's better to read them in order yeah even though you can still be fine like me reading them out of order so I was just dumb and I'm like we do do reading it and Shannon's like what are you doing such an idiot anyways okay here's the back of the book Living in London's poorest slum, Mercy Wilkins harbors little hope for a better life. So when she's offered the opportunity to join a bride ship sailing to British Columbia, she agrees. The journey abroad is her only prospect to escape a bleak future, both for herself and to help her sister who's suffering in the workhouse. Wealthy and titled Joseph Colville leaves everything behind and takes to the sea to escape the pain of losing his family. As a ship's surgeon, he's in charge of the passengers' welfare aboard the Tynemouth, including 60 brides-to-be. He has no immediate intention of settling down, but when Mercy becomes his assistant, the two must fight against a forbidden love. With hundreds of single men con- congregating along the shore of Vancouver Island, eager to claim a bride from the Tynemouth, will Mercy and Joseph miss their chance at true love, or will they overcome the obstacles that threaten to keep them apart? Wow. You know what's crazy about this is after I read it, there's a lot There's a lot in the back of the book 
that the author provides for you to read. Oh, and historically. I didn't realize this is like true. This is based off of actual things that happened. I'm like, yeah. dang. Man, I mean, it makes back sense. then was crazy. Yeah. So they all, all the men went to the new world or whatever. Yeah. To do, to search for gold and things like yeah, that. Yeah. They tried to make their own. Try to make their own way, but they had no and women. Stuff. And so they would, from the, they would get, gather poor girls with no prospects and ship them over there to marry off the men to develop these towns. It's yeah, crazy. And grow. So that's kind of the a background to what's yeah. happening in the story yeah we are going to the spoiler section so if you wanted to read this read it and then come back and join us yeah oh crap oh all right i'm gonna do this <laughs> i'm gonna do we're gonna do this we gotta do these fast okay so it's, we're gonna call it a speed round for the re, over what do we call this a review sheet yeah review speed sheet. round review sheet episode 25 genre historical romance tropes falling for the doctor there's no language, no cheesiness. Spiciness, level one out of five. Recommended age, 14 plus. Trigger warnings, death, sickness, abuse. You can buy this on Amazon, KU, and Barnes & Noble. Point of view, it is double. There is no violence. Amazing. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> you know, like the medication commercials oh. <laughs> where they yeah. go through all the warnings? That's what that felt like. And it goes on for like five minutes. Yeah. And just saying, death. And like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> cancer, your limb's falling off. Yeah. <laughs> your limb's falling off. <laughs> That's what it felt like just now. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Thank you for that. All, all right. right. So we start with Mercy. She is our main character. Yes. And she is rushing through the streets and she's holding this two-year-old little girl who is like on death's door yeah it's not it's not not looking good so she runs she's running to this hospital and we see that she is from the slums like the poorest of the poor like little dirt shacks and stuff basically in london and everybody is crammed into the space there yeah so she takes it upon herself to watch over the neighborhood children a lot so she takes this child it's not hers to the hospital and when she gets there she walks right in and she meets the doctor she puts her down and she's like i need help and she intends to pay the doctor with her shoe because that's all she has to give she is like the most selfless person and it's so sweet so uh, the doctor is joseph Mm. well his name is dr colville And he immediately starts helping her, starts giving her, like, a little concoction. Anyways, the baby... Helps the baby. Yeah, trying to help the baby. The baby doesn't make it. She just is too malnourished, doesn't have enough food, all the things. But Mercy is very used to seeing this. It's happened a lot of times before. So she just kind of moves on (laughs) and tries to pay the doctor with her shoe. And he's like, absolutely not. Like, keep your shoe kind of thing. Like, I just did this out of the kindness of my heart. So Mercy leaves. We switched to Joseph's point of view. Joseph thought the baby was hers. And so she's he's talking to the doctor who's the head doctor of this clinic there. He was like starts to go on this tirade of like if all the these main poor people or the, the Joseph, Joseph. Okay. The main guy. Yeah, the love interest was like, Well, if all these poor women just learned how to not have babies, that girl who just came in here with her baby doesn't even know how to keep it alive and blah 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 blah. And the head doctor's like, that wasn't her baby. Mercy's just there being a mercy to all these other yeah, women helping. Yeah, and so Joseph feels dumb because he should. <laughs> he should be judging her. Yeah, and so they're talking and the doctor's like, I could really use your help at this clinic. Like, you take care of these people so well. You're not thinking, are they rich or poor or anything? You just help everybody regardless. That's what we need at this clinic. And he's like... I want you to be a partner here at the clinic. Like, would you consider it? And Joseph isn't ready to settle down. We find out that he is a lord 
and should be in parliament but he ended up being a doctor and like all of society is like what are you doing yeah so he's supposed to be taking over his title going back home and like doing all of the things like that that he should but instead he became a doctor and we find out that his whole family's dead they all died at once they died of cholera and so he's just doesn't want to be in his house basically that where they all lived so he's like no like doctor i can't stay here so later he's like playing cricket or something with a bunch of other really rich men and a ship captain comes up to him and is like hey i knew your father he was a great man if you're anything like him i know you'd be a really good doctor to have on my ship i need a surgeon on my ship for this three-month voyage we're going to canada (laughs) and he's kind of running away from everything he's like yeah absolutely like let's go on the next adventure so we switch back to mercy's point of view and we find out she comes from a very large family her mom they're so poor you know they're just in these little like shacks in this little apartment to pay for the rent because her and the husband don't make enough money from working at the rag factory and he mucks out like outhouses basically at night like night shift they still don't make enough money so she ends up sleeping with the rent collectors and the landlords yeah so she ends up having all these other babies from all these men yeah so she has a lot of babies so two of the boys were already sent down to the docks when they were like 10 and 12 because they can't afford to feed them mercy's oldest sister patience is already at the workhouse because they can't afford to feed all these mouths like there's five kids already in the house mercy's trying to take care of them while her mom and dad are at work and it's not working sad so she comes this back whole beginning part is so bleak. it's really depressing i remember thinking like why does shannon like this like when you told me to read it, like man this is dark like, it is fairly dark you, it feels that she, she does a great job of painting a picture and it feels like you feel cold and wet because that's yeah, how like, like desperate oh, ugh, yeah like the whole environment is just icky mucky. Yeah. yeah anyways her mom pays a lot of attention to little babies she loves the babies but as soon as they grow up and get older and like she doesn't have to take care of them anymore she kind of pushes them to a side to pay attention to the other babies so mercy doesn't have a lot of love from her mom she goes to the workhouse to talk to her sister patience and patience is severely sick from the workhouse everybody who goes to the workhouse gets really sick it's just really poor working conditions so she has a really bad cough very weak like hardly any food they get like mush to eat gray mush and so she's like trying to do what she can for patience and patience is like i heard of this program going on where there's this columbia mission society is what it's called and they are sending 60 women to canada to help develop the land you can find a job there and a new opportunity is what patience said and so mercy's like first of all she doesn't want to go she doesn't want to leave her family yeah she doesn't want to leave everybody she's taking care of. Patience is like, for me, like, please just go and take care of yourself kind of thing. Like, yeah. you can't come here. I'm not going to let you come here. That's pretty much Mercy's only option. Yeah, just go, go to work. the workhouse yeah. or go on the ship. Yeah. So Mercy goes home and her parents are fighting of who to kick out next, basically. And so Mercy's like, all right, I'm leaving because she's very selfless. 
So she ends up telling them, she's like, I'm going to go and find my way. So she goes to the society. It was completely full. But as she's there, one of the girls dropped out because she was found out to be doing inappropriate stuff. Mm. And so they have to be like, like, uh, they have to be single. They have to be, I think they say like God fearing women kind of thing. Oh, that's something else I should say. They're, it's not very heavily in there, but they do talk about God a good amount, like religious. In this, just so if that makes you uncomfortable, just know that. Yeah. But they talk about it here and there. Anyways, so they're like, she has to be single, God-fearing, doesn't have any children, like, virgin, basically, is yeah. what they are implying. Yeah. And, and free of disease. And she's like, I'm all those things. And so she ends up getting a spot on the boat and they leave the next week. And it's really sad because they're like, okay, go get your best dresses. And like, that's what you'll be able to bring, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this is the only clothes I have. Yeah. And so she brings literally the clothes on her back to this ship. And she goes and says goodbye to patients. And that's a really, really sad goodbye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because we don't know if she'll be alive, if she'll ever see her again. Because yeah. she's pretty much dying. Yeah. So Mercy ends up getting on the ship and she doesn't realize but it is a bride ship basically all the 60 women from this society thing who were chosen to go are going because they're supposed to be getting married to the men when they get there it's supposed to be brides and so they like slang term use call the ship a bride ship yeah mercy didn't know that she doesn't want to get into a situation like her parents yeah she's pretty adamant against marriage she doesn't want to be like her mom she doesn't want to have a bunch of babies who she can't afford to take care of when there's so many orphans in the world she's like why would i have my own babies when i could take care of them that's her thinking and she's never seen a happy marriage so she's pretty against it and she's like well crap (laughs) now i'm in this situation so mercy is in this cabin with five other girls so there's six girls to a cabin for the poor brides and almost immediately when they set off sarah one of the other girls in the cabin is really sick like seasick she's really nauseous and stuff mercy being the kind of woman she is takes sarah to the doctor and she finds out it's joseph dr colville that she's already met and (laughs) she is like you need to take care of sarah and he joseph recognizes her And she's kind of embarrassed because she's like, what is he going to think of me? Like, he thinks I'm going to be this bride when that wasn't my intention. Joseph doesn't think that the women should be going to do this kind of thing. So there's a little bit of, like, awkwardness and stuff like that (laughs) already when they meet. Miss Rob, who is, like, the chaperone of all of the girls, she's a very strict woman, comes to the door and was like, what is the one rule you're not supposed to do? And it's, like all of the brides they're not supposed to be talking to any of the passengers period to the men passengers like it doesn't matter yeah it is like very very strict and weird and you're just like "Mm okay and joseph's like that's a little odd he's like i'm the doctor like they should be able to talk talk to me me. and they're like it doesn't matter anyways so we see that mercy thinks she's basically nobody she's really poor so she's really shy and like subservient to anybody who's like above her in class so we kind of see that with mrs rob when she comes in even though sarah is sick she's like you shouldn't have left your cabin without telling me then we are introduced to mr scott who is the reverend on the ship with his family and he is introduced to joseph and he knows that joseph is a lord and he's like fanning all over himself he reminds me 
of Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is a perfect representation oh, of that. I love he talks that. a lot. Yeah. And he's like falling all over these people who are in higher status oh, than him and stuff. Money. He's like, my patrons are this and this and this. Like, you must have heard of her. And oh. like, they must have been talking about me, blah, blah. He's like, no, they've never mentioned you. Sorry. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways, but Mr. Scott is also kind of supposed to be a chaperone to these women. And he gets very strict. But he also has two daughters on the ship with him, and he wants them to get with Joseph. Like, one oh, of them to get I with Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, so he ends up scheming a little bit. We do not like Mr. Scott. But, okay, so Joseph already really likes Mercy just because he's seen twice now that she's gone out of her way to take care of other people. Yeah. And she's a hard worker. She's a very hard worker. And he also acknowledges how pretty she is. Yes. Because <laughs> when she first came to the clinic, she was, like, covered in dirt. She was very messy. Yeah. They gave her a new dress to go onto the ship and, like, had them all take baths. So she's all clean and beautiful mm. looking. And he's like, oh, she's actually really pretty. He's like, oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> so when the women are allowed to go onto the deck, they have to stay in this little square that's roped off. <laughs> And they can't even, like, wander. That made me so upset. Like, when I was reading this, I was like... (laughs) Like Like a cattle or something. Yeah, that would make me so upset if I was in that position. (laughs) I just hated it. Yeah, they don't want them fraternizing with the other men. So, we learn that Joseph is not only running away from his past and all his grief. He hasn't dealt with any of his grief with his family. He is also feeling guilty now that he didn't take the partnership with the doctor at the clinic. So he's, this is kind of just going in his mind when he's helping all the other people as a doctor on the ship. Anyways, he just kind of feels guilty for leaving. So a couple nights into the ship's journey, there is a huge storm on the ship and all of the girls in Mercy's room are all seasick. (laughs) Mercy's fine. She doesn't, she gets a little bit sick, but not enough to be bed bound like all the other girls in her cabin. So she's taking care of them and she thinks that she needs to go get the doctor. It's getting to that point where like they're really sick. So she goes outside of her cabin and it's pouring rain and it's like lightning and the ship's rocking like it's really intense the author's really good at writing these scenes like you are on the boat with them you're wet yeah (laughs) with the boat rocking (laughs) 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 taste a little bit of salt in your mouth like a little bit you're like spitting yeah (laughs) (laughs) so dumb (laughs) so (laughs) mercy goes out of her cabin and tries to find Mrs. Rob so she can tell Mrs. Rob that she needs the doctor. Trying to follow the rules. Because Mrs. Rob is already like, you're not following the rules. I have to watch you. And Miss Mercy doesn't want that. She yeah. wants to stay hidden. Uh, under radar. Yeah. And so she goes to Mrs. Rob's cabin. And Mrs. Rob has hit her head and is bleeding profusely. Oh. Oh, and she's like, well, screw this. I'm going to go get the doctor myself. And so she goes to find joseph joseph is down in the steerage area which is like the poorest of the poor people families that are crossing right yeah so it's like basically like one big area where they're all kind of shoved together they have some beds and stuff and like bunk beds and stuff i I know but it's like a ton of people shoved into this small area um joseph is down there taking care of this guy who is broken his arm and his wife's trying to help him, but he, she's, like, throwing up because she's sick. And so Mercy finds the doctor, and she's immediately, like, to the wife, like, go lay down with your kids. Like, I will help the doctor with your husband. And so she helps Joseph fix the broken arm. And then they both go around 
Helping people. Do helping they go back people. and get the bloody Mrs. Da, da, da. They go and help the other passengers <laughs> who are sick. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, you interrupted me. I'm about to get there. Well, like, I feel like moments you, away. I thought you like skipped it. No. I, I just forgot. I kept moving on. I'm like, well, she's bleeding. Like, I'm in my head. She's just back there bleeding <laughs> profusely out of her brain. Okay. <laughs> Go. Um, <laughs> so that entire night, Mercy is with Joseph, pretty much like his assistant, helping yeah. people who are sick, helping Mrs. Rob with her head, her cabin mates, like all the things. So it's the next morning and Joseph is sitting up on the deck in a chair and Mercy comes and gives him a cup of coffee. Mm. And he was, like, just kind of admiring her because he's, like, so thankful that she was there helping the whole night. Yeah. And he's, like, Mercy, like, come take a seat with me and we'll share this cup of coffee. So he gets her a chair and they're just sitting there drinking this little cup of coffee together, which is cute. And they end up talking more about each other, learning Did they ever go back other. to Mrs. Rob? I just said that. <laughs> I literally just said that they went and fixed her head. I don't remember you saying that. Literally said it. Roll the tape. I just, I don't know what else to do. Her dang head is fixed. Is that what she, I, mean, I don't know why you're hung up on it. She's bleeding in her cabin. Nobody's coming back to help her. She's like losing so much blood. And they're all having coffee Oh my gosh. That's no. I said they take care of Mrs. Rob. Okay. My I just, God. I didn't hear it. Sometimes I zone out. I don't know what you want. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Okay, sorry. Ugh. All right. They're sitting on the deck. <laughs> they're sitting on the deck and they're kind of talking learning more about each other we find out here that mercy doesn't ever want to get married because she doesn't want to end up like her mom with a bunch of kids she can't feed and carry that's what she is kind of internally thinking and mercy ends up seeing another side to joseph during the night because she thought he was just kind of like arrogant almost or almost he shows a little bit of that in the beginning but she's like realizing that he just doesn't care if they have money or not he helps everybody on the ship equally yeah. and he wants them to respect him as a doctor and like just as a person he doesn't want them to be using his title as lord he yeah. wants just to be their doctor so mercy is kind of like admiring him in that way so they're both like wow this other person's like really yeah. amazing yeah and so one of the next days miss lawrence who is one of She's a bride, but she has more money, so she has her own cabin, and she's really seasick and basically is bedbound. So the doctor's has other patients to get to, so he's like, I need somebody to basically just take care of her. He's talking to Mr. Scott and Mrs. Rob, and he's like, I want Mercy to go and help her. And they're and Mr. Scott's like, well, one of my daughters can go and help, and you can help teach her and all these things, and he's like. No, Mercy already has taken care of this, shown me that she knows what to do. Yeah. I need someone I can trust. Yeah. Like, some tell. He doesn't need that extra work for him. To yeah, exactly. Train them or so Mercy goes into Mrs. Lawrence's room and is taking care of the woman until she is well enough to be by herself. But the only reason Mr. Scott and Mr. Mrs. Rob is like, that's fine, is because she has taken care of not only Mrs. Rob, but everybody else on the ship. They're like, fine, she's already been doing what she's been doing. We'll yeah. help, let her do that. Yeah. But they're not very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, so that's how she kind of gets away with breaking the rules is because the doctor wanted her there. Yeah. 
and they have seen that she's actually been helpful yeah. and useful in the ship so but at this point mercy has been seen with joseph a couple of times yeah like so uh, some of the other girls in the cabin are like "Ooh, are you gonna be his mistress and stuff and that mercy hates that she's mm-hmm. like i am not gonna be my mother yes like absolutely not and so <laughs> she kind of is like i need to put space between me and joseph like i don't want to be talking to him at all because this is what the women are already thinking and i've barely i barely have a friendship with him kind of thing yeah and so she starts to be pretty cold to joseph so she goes and helps miss lawrence and while she's helping Miss Lawrence change because she's covered in vomit, she sees that Miss Lawrence has cuts and bruises all over her body. There was like a bite mark on her neck because yeah. she was there's a bruise and it almost looks like a bite mark, which we don't really ever find out what it is, but we suspect it's. I don't know. I feel like it, it did say. Because she's. Because we know. I guess it's hard. I'm confused. She talks this about with... like her family and like her dad. Like I said, I don't really know if it's, like, an abusive husband or something. Well, we know that in book two it explains her history, but I don't remember in Is she's book. the one in book two? Girl, I didn't remember that. Yes, because wow. that's how I put it together. I'm like, oh, she's the one with the bite marks. I... Because her history was the guy she got married to was, like, would bite her. Okay, that makes sense. Which I remember thinking, like, what the insane? Yeah. Who? Ha- what? Twisted. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense why they delve into Miss Lawrence so much. Yes, because she's book two. That makes okay. a lot of sense. Okay, because I didn't remember who the main character was. Yeah. I was trying to, like, which one of these girls? Anyways, because the girls in Mercy's cabin are orphans, and they're, like, 16. Yeah. So they're kind of young. Yeah. Miss Lawrence is a little bit older than Mercy. Yeah, isn't she, like, 20 or something? Yeah, so that she's makes... she's been married. Yeah, it makes sense. She's already been married, and she's been abused Miss Lawrence does not want to talk about it. Yeah. And don't know she much. didn't even want Mercy to help her change. So yeah. she's trying to keep it a secret. Mercy, being the person she is, like, keeps it a secret for her. But yeah, she, we see that she's being abused, which is really sad. Or has been ha- in the past. Was yeah, the past, it was. Yeah. So Joseph comes in to help check on Miss Lawrence and sees that Mercy is taking care of her. And Mercy's like, she's so gentle and caring when she's taking care of everybody. She's like kissing their forehead and it's like, yeah. oh, sweet lamb and stuff like that. Like, she's so sweet. Yeah. And so Joseph really admires that. But anyways, so Mercy leaves to go back to her cabin and Joseph is like, okay, hang on. Why are you acting so cold to me? Did I do something wrong kind of yeah. thing? And Mercy <laughs> ends up just turning around and be like, I will not be your mistress. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> he's like, I'm so sorry if I made you think that that's what I wanted. But, like, I'm never going to act that way to you. That's not what I want from you. Yeah. That was good. I like that. I like that about Mercy. I will so- not be a mistress. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I respect that. But, like, that's not, I would never be disrespectful to you in that way. He's um, a gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> he feels bad that she thinks he would ever want that and apologizes. So they end up kind of being friends again with that understanding of, like, this is not that kind of relationship. We're just friends. Like, I'm here to help everybody in the ship, including you. Like, I'll be your servant kind of thing, and you can help because it's nice to have help. But Mercy ends up telling Joseph more about her life and her hard upbringing, and she tells him about her sister, Patience, who is sick at the workhouse. And... (laughs) She has the thought, literally, while she's, like, sitting there talking to him, that he is dashing. She was like, I heard some of the other, like, more 
upper class ladies talking and they call him dashing she's like yeah he is dashing like that's (laughs) totally what he is so as they're sitting there talking on the deck joseph realizes that the steam engines that power the ship so it's like a traditional ship with the sails and stuff but it's also powered by a steam propeller so he realizes the steam propeller it's stopped working and they're not moving anymore in the ocean they are sitting still he finds out from a crewman that there is a mutiny of the steam engine workers and they're like we're not doing the steam engine anymore until we get more food and all these things they just want more money so all the officers on the ship throw them in jail because they're like no that's not how this works and so they have to they take volunteers don't they to help yeah. the steam engine up. yeah because if they give them more food and water it could everyone would run short basically they only have a certain amount of supplies so like that's not gonna happen Ugh. But Joseph immediately goes to figure out what's happening with them, and Mercy's back in her cabin. After Joseph has been gone for a couple of hours, he immediately goes back to Mercy in her cabin, which is so cute, and telling her what's going on. And he was like, yeah, I was just worried about you. <laughs> Down in the brig, and she's like, you're worried about me? I was worried about you. I thought the mutineers were going to chop your arm off or something. Did they tell him to like stay in the rooms or something while that yeah. was happening? That's right. Yeah, because they didn't know how desperate these men were yeah, I think. and what they would do <laughs> yeah so he sees that she's so he goes sweet. to see if she's okay and he says that all the men have volunteered to take turns doing the steam engine so that they can keep going and stay on schedule and so mercy is back taking care of miss lawrence and it's the first time she finds out the doctor's first name which is joseph and she's like oh my gosh that's such a nice name <laughs> basically <laughs> So Joseph is eating dinner in the salon with Mr. Scott and his family. A boy comes in and asks for Joseph's help because there's a woman going into labor on the lower deck. And so he immediately is like, go get Mercy to come help me. And Mr. Scott's like, well, why don't you take one of my daughters to come help you? But the daughter immediately starts throwing up (laughs) at the thought of that. And so they all leave and he's like, like, fine. Sits back down. So... Joseph is in his office getting all the things for the labor. Mercy comes running in to help. And oh, there is another storm, storm happening. <laughs> so crazy. And it's like crazy big. They're like talking like the ship's like going up these huge waves and like crashing down and stuff. Yes. Like the description Ooh. of it. Intense. Like you're, I would be so terrified if I was yes. in they- the situation. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and so she comes and she's like soaked, soaking wet from the rain. He gives her one of his coats that's waterproof. He throws it on her. And he's like, hey, come on, let's go. So they go into the steerage. And as they go down into the lower part of the ship, the one of the deckhands puts a cover on the They lock hole. them in there. Basically yeah. locks them in there for the night. No one else can go. They, yeah, they, they, they would get flooded. Yeah. So they told him, we're keeping this locked. Nobody come in or out. Everybody yeah. has to stay here. Yeah. So they were down in steerage. They find the woman who's in labor, and... My favorite part, you missed it, where they both come down. Yeah, so they both come down the stairs, and it's rocking so heavily that when they get down the stairs, Mercy's next to the wall, and it tilts, the boat tilts, and Joseph, like, basically has to catch himself on the wall above her head, and they're, like, fused together bodies. like, right, slammed against her, against the wall. They have a moment for And they have a moment, and he's, like, looking at her lips, and she's looking at his lips, and then he's like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't. I gotta deliver. There's a baby, but also, like, we can't have this kind of relationship. So he, like, shoves off her, and they're like, huh, okay. Oh God, wait, what was that? Yeah. And so, <laughs> that is such a really cute moment. Anyway, so they go and find the lady, and it's 
one of them where they have to turn the baby. She was like a yeah, breech. Yeah, she was a breached baby. And so it takes a couple of hours for him to turn the baby to the right direction, but finally the baby is born and Ugh. he's healthy and stuff. While this ship while is rocking back and forth. So intense. Ugh. Yeah. Could you imagine? What a strong woman, let yes. me tell you. Yes. As if delivering <laughs> a child isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. So after the baby is born, um, there's nothing else they can do. They are locked down under the ship. Yeah. So the husband of the woman was like, is there anything you need? Like, what can I do to repay you? And Joseph is like, find a bed for Mercy. Like, we're staying down here. She needs a bed for the night. Yeah. So he moves all these kids away from a bed. Which is so sad. <laughs> well, which they just go on other bunks and stuff. So it's yeah, not like they're true. on the floor. That's but true. So Mercy's laying on this bed. Joseph is checking on all of the other passengers, making sure that they're good. Some people are, like, seasick, obviously. But besides that, there's nothing else he can do. It's pitch black in yeah. the stairage. People are, like, screaming and stuff. So Joseph goes and checks on Mercy, and she's terrified. She's, like, trembling. And so Joseph lays down next to her mm-hmm. and, like, just holds her in his arms. And it's so oh, sweet. Oh, it's a good scene. Oh, I loved this scene. That's a really good scene. Because yeah. he's like, I'm just trying to keep her warm and to help calm her down. But we know he really yeah, enjoys it. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to think about me holding her and how right she feels in my arms and, like, yeah. all these things. Oh, it's cute. so cute. Like, literally both of them are thinking they're going to yes. die and that the ship is going to sink. That's how, like, intensely this ship is rocking and That's going true. up these huge waves and then crashing down. Like, yeah. Oh, so scary. On a wooden ship. Like, oh, my I know. gosh. I mean, if terrifying. You, yeah. It makes me think of the comparison between a modern day roller coaster and a wooden roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which one do you feel safer on? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my gosh. I have a story about a wooden roller coaster. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Shannon. Shannon. Is when it we, the Ghost Rider in Knott's Berry Farm? Knott's Berry Farm. And my, my husband now. But we, were, we first started dating. And... Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. We go to Nasbury Farm on a school field trip, and my and Daniel and I were on the roller coaster, and his dad, his dad's there too, because he signed up as a chaperone, <laughs> and he's always volunteering because my husband's in band, and he's always been there to like help with the band stuff and everything. So I know his dad, but this is so embarrassing because we go on the roller coaster, it hurts so bad like my boobs are bouncing so hard <laughs> i'm i'm holding on to them like this and i didn't know they'd have pictures so they take a picture and we get off of the ride and we go look at the pictures and i'm like screaming holding on to my boobs in the picture and my and my boy, daniel my husband and his dad are cracking up and i was so mortified i'm like this is so awkward that they're just laughing at me holding on to my I will never ride a wooden roller coaster ever again. <laughs> anyway, oh, poor Sarah. Fun story about me. Well, it's a good thing you married him. I know. <laughs> oh, geez. That's I know, so funny. I know. So crazy. So, as Joseph's laying there holding Mercy, they're just kind of sharing this intimate moment, and Joseph ends up telling her that he feels guilty for not staying with Dr. Bates at the clinic to help him with all of the poor people. He's like, mm. I just always want to do this like new adventure this next adventure kind of thing he's like so he's thinking about, i like, feel bad back is that what you're like? yeah because he feels really guilty but he's like i know i should be helping those people and but mercy is like well can't you help people everywhere like you're helping people on the ship kind of thing but he's like i don't know there's just something in me that feels 
really bad for not accepting. Yeah. As they're, like, sitting there, like, or laying there talking, Mercy ends up using Joseph's name. And they're not supposed to use each other's first name. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Joseph's like, no, like, you need to call me Joseph. Like, we're friends. I consider you a friend. And so this is a quote. It said, I would cherish your friendship, Mercy, and I do desire that you put aside titles when we speak together. So he really wants Mercy to see him. Yeah. But, like, just he wants a friendship with her. Right. Nothing improper. Yeah. But Mercy is afraid of getting close to Joseph because she really doesn't want to end up like her mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's tempting. She's very tempted. Yeah. Yeah, Because she's attracted to him. Yeah. She's very attracted to Joseph. So Joseph asks Mercy why she calls her mother Twiggy. I forgot. That's her name. She always refers to her mother as Twiggy, never as mom. And it's, she says it's because her mom didn't want her or her children calling her mom because the rent oh. collector might know that how many kids she has if they're all calling her mom. And might charge more. And yeah, and charges more because there's more people in the apartment and she doesn't want them to get kicked out. But Mercy's like, he, he always knew how many kids were there. And so it was always getting raised. So she has a lot of trauma surrounding her mom specifically. She has a lot of mommy issues. Traumatic childhood, period. I, yeah, <laughs> literally. Joseph tells Mercy that his family died of cholera when he was away at boarding school. Like, he just blurts it out. He's like, my whole family died. And he wasn't there to say goodbye. So yeah. he has a lot of trauma from that. He's just kind of alone in the world. It's so sad. Anyway, so they fall asleep together in each other's arms. They both wake up the next morning, and Joseph... Oh, because they're still they're still yeah. in the bottom of the boat, right? Yeah. And Joseph is like, oh, I kind of like waking up next to her. Mercy wakes up, and she's so embarrassed to be... Her hand's, like, on him, right? Yeah. Like her hand is on her chest, or her head is on his chest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, she's wrapped around him, and she, he's wrapped around her. So he Joseph ends up, like, getting up. It's still kind of the middle of the night, so nobody saw them. But yeah, he's like, I don't want to make her uncomfortable now that the ship is kind of calm. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up going around seeing if everyone's okay while Mercy sleeps. The next day, they get to the Falk lands. I don't know where that is. Maybe in South America. I don't know. It was where they resupply and they take the mutineers off the ship to be put in prison and like tried. But the captain's going to give them leniency because they need, you know, good ship people to take care of the ship. Yeah. And so do they buy more food or something while they're there? Or? Well, they just resupply in general, but it's either be put in jail for the rest of your life or go back to work. Yeah, okay. Those are their options. Yeah. Okay. So he could put them in jail for the rest of life, but the captain decides to be lenient. And so he's hoping that will make them more loyal to him, which ends up working. But so some of the guests are allowed to get off the ship and go explore, but the brides aren't allowed to because of Mrs. Rob and Mr. Scott. And so they are not very happy about that. <laughs> yeah. And they're just not really allowed to talk to anybody until they get to Canada. Yeah. Which would be really hard, honestly. Yeah. Um, this makes the woman super restless, which you can imagine. Yes. But Mr. Scott makes a very pointed remark while they're all on the deck that he's like, some of the women have proven to be very, like, wayward and blah, blah, mm. blah. And he kind of glances at Mercy. So, Mr. Scott is punch- punishing Mercy and all the other brides because Mercy's getting too close to Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, Mercy feels super bad about this. She's like, it's my fault that none of the brides get to go off into this land and explore. So, she decides that I can't even have a friendship with Joseph. Like, this is not going to work out good. 
why would he even be a friend to me really in the first place i just need to remember my place yeah so she's backtracking a little bit she's backtracking so as i said before the storm joseph had given mercy his jacket Uh so (laughs) joseph's like just wake up in the morning like super early dawn and give me back the jacket on the deck and so they meet in the mornings and they end up just kind of talking he's like oh no keep the jacket give it to me next morning and they do that for like a week or like two weeks or so something another reason to meet up with yeah her. so they have a reason to meet super early and they talk and like watch the sunrise together it's super cute anyways <laughs> so the next morning mercy didn't come and he's sitting there and he's waiting and mercy never comes and so joseph goes to the cabin he's like what's happened what did i do wrong and mercy's like you didn't do anything wrong it's what could happen between us Mm. and i'm not going to put anybody else in jeopardy i'm not putting myself in jeopardy so joseph ends up going on shore and getting like oranges and like some other stuff to give to mercy and the cabin mates because they're not allowed to leave so sweet yeah just to like give them a little bit of the land some of the men had gone ashore and they shot a whole bunch of ducks and goose and stuff and so they're sitting on the deck plucking the feathers and mercy's like shoving the feathers into the mattress to make it more comfortable (laughs) and stuff so several days later during the night mercy is awoken by a cry and so one of the cabin's mates is sick Anne is helping sarah sarah was sick in the beginning of the book where she took her to joseph Mm -hmm. she's sick again and it's not seasickness it's some other sort of sickness Anne's like she's really sick i think we need to go get the doctor so Anne goes and gets the doctor comes back and the doctor's like she needs to come back to my cabin right away so oh yeah he, he takes sarah oh my gosh I forgot this he takes sarah back to the cabin he's like mercy you might as well come along like you know you won't be able to sleep while sarah's here sick so she goes to the cabin with joseph and he thinks yes, it might it? be smallpox smallpox that's yeah. right and so and contagious yeah which is super contagious and on a ship it would be insane yeah so he quarantines the cabin mates and mercy and he's like mercy you need to stay here like if you're going to quarantine you know you're going to be worried about sarah just stay here in this cabin i'll move to another cabin so you can stay here with sarah so they're quarantined for like a couple of days the other cabin mates end up not showing any signs of being sick so they are kind of lifted from this quarantine but mercy is still with sarah in the ship in the cabin and he kind of doesn't want to lift the quarantine that like mercy's not showing any showing any signs that she's sick and he's like really i should lift the quarantine but like kind of just want her to stay here yeah, where i can like talk around. to her yeah because his room is in like the doctor room like the doctor yeah or... it's like all one room room where all yeah. his stuff is stored and yeah and like mr scott tries to get mercy to leave the yeah. room but he's like unless you want the entire ship to get smallpox like yeah. that's not gonna She's happen gonna have to stay here yeah joseph's constantly standing up to mr scott for mercy but as they're in the room joseph and mercy agreed to be friends again and he's like there's no harm in being friends like we're not going to see each other after this voyage there's really no harm next morning joseph is checking on sarah and mercy and sarah ends up dying which is it was really sad how it happened oh my gosh she comes she's like been in and out of consciousness and she comes to for a second to hand mercy her gold ring which is like her most valued possession in the world she gives it to mercy she's like you remind me of my mother i want you to have my mother's ring and so mercy has this ring and sarah dies and joseph's just kind of waiting for her to break down or like show some sign of that she's like really sad about sarah and she's like okay like what do we need to do to get rid of the body and like all these things and he's like 
are you okay yeah like take a minute yeah like what do you need from me and she's like no it's fine like here's this ring i don't want the ring and joseph's like you need to keep the ring you need to keep sarah's memory alive she's like i don't want to keep sarah's memory alive i don't want the ring and she kind of has this outburst and she throws the ring and it's like under the bed and she starts crawling to like get it and she can't find it and she just ends up breaking down so yeah she's just so used to death and people dying around her that she's never she doesn't really process it Mm -mm. she just shoves it down she shoves it down yeah so she's kind of letting her emotion show once so joseph ends up just pulling her towards him and hugging her and trying to comfort her and stuff and then they end up kissing okay the body isn't in the room right did they get rid of the body (laughs) because otherwise they're just kissing while sarah's dead right no no no. the body is moved okay good because in my head no no this is after they had moved the body and they're like back and she's scrubbing the linens that sarah was using yeah and joseph's like no we'll just throw those away it's okay and she's like no like she's just taking it out yeah on their yeah and so it all kind of builds up to this thing and so can (laughs) Can you imagine the body's like sitting (laughs) there oh my gosh (laughs) no 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 no, no. i'm like okay so So romantic No, 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 no. Okay, when I first read this, I had to reread the scene like three times because I couldn't figure out how they moved in order. Because they're on the ground and the way I just pushed past it. Did you? Because I, I thought the same thing. Really? Okay. Because he's like, she's kind of sitting in my lap, but she's like, she's like turning, on his chest. Yeah. It, and then but then they're how kissing. Did they turn and then like it, the i was really confused yeah so i just made it up in my head oh i make I it up to, i had yeah. to remaking it up every time i read it i'm like okay wait, wait maybe she meant this maybe i don't know i just didn't understand that scene at all so yeah it's funny it's fine it doesn't yeah i still enjoyed the scene it's yeah just, i know it's funny that my mind couldn't wrap around <laughs> couldn't figure it out i don't know it's so weird yeah so they're really giving into their feelings and attraction to each other yeah. at this moment and while they're kiss. kissing yeah it's a good kiss <laughs> but so they like break apart to catch their breath and joseph moves to mercy's neck and she mercy's getting into it at this point and then she immediately has a flashback of seeing her mom pretty much in the same position with the landlord oh. And that makes Mercy freeze. And she's like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was so much better than my mom. And I would never succumb to, like, those feelings of lust and all those things. And I'm in this same position. Like, is this what it felt like for her? Like, it almost puts Mercy in her mom's shoes. So she understands a little better. Understands, like, maybe her mom was just doing it because she had such a terrible life that she's trying to cope with those feelings and just throwing herself into the lust. Yeah. So it helps her understand her mom a little bit more, but also it freaks Mercy out. Yeah. Because she's like, I can't, like, I could so easily give in to it. All these, and she knows Joseph could too. So she's like, I have to leave. And so Joseph is immediately like, I should not have kissed her. That was really bad. Like he took advantage of her being depressed or grieving, not depressed. Yeah. In that state. And so that was good. Yeah, it was, it was a cute scene. kiss, though. Yeah, but Joseph tries to confess his feelings. He's like, "You don't feel the same way. Like you have to feel these same feelings too." And Mercy's just like, "There's no future between us. There's no point of doing this yeah. and hurting each other and like ruining my reputation when we can't be together long term." Which I mean, at this point, seems very true. So Mercy's still very scared. Also a little bit scared that Joseph is using her for favors. Yeah, so she asks Joseph, and she's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so she's like, 
Okay. And so yeah. she leaves. Because if he confessed his feelings there, I think she would have been a little more willing to, like, maybe we can make this work out. But yeah. he's like, I yeah, can't marry far, somebody lower class. I need to marry somebody upper class. So he's just kind of still in that mind frame of, like, they need to stay to their Classes. places in life. Yeah. Ooh. So anyways, they have a little bit of fight. And they leave. Anyways, so the next day, they have the funeral for Sarah. And Joseph is standing next to the captain as he does the final rites for her. After the service, the captain ends up talking to Joseph. And he's like, my brother married somebody very poor. And the captain was a higher class. And so he's like, I thought I was better than him when I married my wife, who was an upper class, blah, blah, blah. But I ended up not being as happy. And my brother ended up getting money from your dad actually to go to I think it was like America or some other location like that Mm -hmm. to be with this woman but he actually ended up being super happy and he's like what I learned is that can't let the social classes yeah you know stop you from so yeah this is the quote he says my advice said the captain his voice turning gentle do not let the barriers of class interfere with anything not work not life and certainly not love so the captain is a very wise old man (laughs) but he's joseph is still very hung up on marrying somebody of his own class and returning to london to settle down and be a doctor at a prestigious hospital so he's like i have to let mercy go and apologize for kissing her so they arrive in canada they can see the land the final destination where all the ladies are getting off yes and there's like this party of like naval officers and stuff that are coming to greet them so they're like a ton of people are on the deck and all the brides are on the deck they're still in their old square can't talk to anybody (laughs) (laughs) so mercy just like i'm so annoyed they still can't get off the ship that's like the next day or something like that and so mercy's like i don't want to be around people so she ends up leaving to go back to her cabin joseph sees her go leave to go back to her cabin he follows her and intercepts her before she gets to her cabin and he's like i need to apologize for kissing you but he's also like scared of losing her at this point but he has to apologize for kissing her and this is a quote he says i've longed for the occasion to speak with you again so that i might apologize for my behavior the last time we were together her lashes flew up revealing confusion in her eyes for when we when i he stammered embarrassed now to speak for their encounter quote you're sorry for kissing me (laughs) her question contains a note of hurt no i'm not sorry for he glances around making sure they were alone then he lowered his voice and finished off. Of course, I'm not sorry for kissing you, Mercy. I would kiss you again in a second if I could. Aww. <laughs> so he's kind of giving into his feelings now. He's like, I I can't bear to see you leave and go find a husband. Like, I really have feelings I, for yeah. you. I don't feel sorry for kissing you, but, like, I'm sorry for taking advantage of you, basically. <laughs> She's like, you're sorry for kissing me? <laughs> Rude. She's like, I'm a good kisser. Joseph is now realizing that he has pretty strong feelings for Mercy. And he's wondering if he can put aside the society's expectations. He's like, maybe I can live this life. Like what the captain said. I mean, he's thinking about marrying Mercy is the noble way out of his predicament. So he's also almost using it as an excuse because, like, he shouldn't have kissed Mercy. It kind of puts her in a bad predicament. Mm -hmm. So if they got married, it wouldn't matter. But... Mercy can sense that he's pretty hesitant about marriage. Like, as soon as he says it, he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know? He's yeah. still really un- 
sure of it's what the, he should do. The way he said it, she's like, "Oh, you're just doing it out yeah. of pity." Yeah. He thinks, yeah, she thinks he's doing it out of a sense of honor instead of actually how much he likes her. So Mercy tells Joseph she has her heart set against marriage and having babies in general, <laughs> which relieves Joseph slightly, but also makes him sad. In there, it says he wasn't sure whether to feel relief or disappointment. So you see, it's like just not lining up really. Yeah. Like they have a lot they of things, things between them. Yeah, for. they're a mess. <laughs> So Joseph leaves and Mercy goes back into her cabin and somebody knocks on the door and it's Mr. Scott and he heard the entire conversation between Joseph and Mercy and Mr. Scott uses it against Mercy and he's like, I am not letting Joseph, Dr. Coville, get ruined by you and your seductress ways and he's like, I am making my personal mission to find you a husband by Sunday, which is like two days away when they get she to was Canada. She to just work and not get married. Yeah, and like, she's like, no, 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 life. like, I won't be anybody's problem. Like, I'm just going to work and, like, I don't want to get married. And he's like, no, you will get married by Sunday or we're going to send you back to England and we're going to put you in debtor's prison because the Mission Society oh my God, paid your way to get yes. here and you have to repay them if you're not going to get married. Oh, I hate and him. so Mercy's <laughs> now like, oh, my gosh, I'm trapped. I have to get married to somebody it can't be joseph (laughs) now and so she's like just super sad and stressed out now i love when they arrive on the island can we jump forward to that (laughs) no this is the next okay they arrive on the island and (laughs) this is true to history like when when jody did this research for it it says in the back of the book literally they had barriers for them to get from the boat to like the house that they were staying like the woman (laughs) house where they would stay until they got married or until they started their own career or whatever were able to take off so it was like so there's a little hundreds of men waiting for hundreds them on of the men deck. crowded around the barriers, the walkway, the path that they're yeah. not supposed to cross, like yeah. shouting like, oh, my gosh. Like, so yeah. the girls are like holding on to each other, just walking. Some <laughs> of the girls are like, hey, you know, like, yeah, some of the other girls are like, this is a lot. Yeah. And Mercy's one of them. <laughs> one, yeah. In the scene, one of the men and this is true to history. Oh, my gosh. One of the I men, love this. Literally, there's like hundreds of men crowding around there's only 60 brides by the way (laughs) 60 so So they have like policemen escorting them can i say it because i remember very vividly and tell me if i'm wrong go ahead he jumps over the barrier has a wad of cash (laughs) comes up to a woman and he says will you marry me this will be all yours she goes it can be all mine and he's like yeah she goes okay so he carries her over the rope and leaves with her holding a lot of cash <laughs> yeah basically so i have this entire quote because i loved this part I of the book it. i want their I want own book <laughs> i consider in fact i'm after this gets aired i'm gonna tell jody please write a book yes. about that ca- i've just thought a novella about them like for years i've thought about them because i'm like that is yes. such a cute like he the saw her cute? yes yes oh my gosh okay, i'm gonna tell her love at first sight for him and she's just like sure let's Money. do it all right because like, she's probably never had that much money before like yeah so he jumps over it's like this big guy yeah and he's kind of he's like and he's like he's a miner yes but yeah he's made a lot of money in the mines so he goes miss i'd be pleased if you did me the honor becoming my wife the tall young man docked his cap and rolled the brim in his hands even if his hair was over long and his beard in need of a trim, his clothes appeared to be clean and his expression earnest. His eyes were tired but kind. A distinct silence spread with murmurs of, it's Pioneer, the caribou miner. So, like... They knew who he was, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's his name. My Pioneer. If you take me up on my offer, here's 2,000 pounds to use towards buying yourself wedding clothes. Pioneer expression was taunt. He cl- continued to roll the brim of his hat in his hands. I promise I'll be the best husband you could ever dream of. 
Sophia studied his face. Then she nodded. All right. And in, almost, in an instant, the weariness evaporated from Pioneer. Uh, you'll marry me? I'll marry you. <laughs> and then doesn't he carry and her And he off? just scoops her up, steps back over the rope, and just, they leave. They leave. And all the men are, like, cheering for them. I know. I freaking, I want a book for them. I'm going to tell her. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to her. Yeah, literally, it'd be so cute. I want to know their story. Anyways, so... The women go back into the government building, and Joseph can't get in because the policemen are like, they said they, no men. Yeah, they think that he's just one of the island men. And yeah, he's like, no, they I don't believe the him. ship. I know these yeah. ladies. And Joseph's like, I'm a lord, and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, they're like, okay. <laughs> well, they're like, they believe him, but they're like, still, you can't come in kind of thing. So there's like a little side yard where the women, they let the women have like water to wash their clothes and stuff. Yeah. And so the women are kind of out there, and there's like all these men just crowded around the fence, yeah, just watching them. them like a so zoo. creepy. I know. Yeah, but men have quickly learned who Mercy is because she's like she's one of the pretty. most beautiful yeah. women there, and so they're kind of talking about her at the fence when and Joseph's Joseph standing there. It. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't talk about her that way." And he like almost gets into a fight with these other guys. Yeah, because of it. But a lot of men are vying for Mercy. Anyway, so all of the cabin mates in Mercy's cabin, they're all, like I said, orphans. They're fairly young, and they're like, you're too young to get married. We're going to put you as, like, house cleaners, basically, and, like, other domestic jobs. Yeah, like, literally, Mercy's just walking from house to house and stuff, and they're like, will you marry me, Mercy? And stuff like that, like... She's like, oh, my gosh. It's a lot. It's really intense. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, they're hosting, like, this cricket game for all the brides and the naval officers and kind of upper-class men to come meet some of the brides. So they're playing this cricket game, and Joseph ends up showing up. And he just hits a ball perfectly where it lands in front of Mercy and comes, and they don't say anything to each other, but they're just giving eyes to each other. She hands the ball back and mrs morrisby this new character comes in she's this really big lady with like very flamboyant clothes and Love stuff her. yeah we like her yeah. she comes in and she's like can i talk to you and she's like i just saw that whole interaction that man is in love with you <sighs> and she's like no he's not and she's like yeah he is and she's basically tells her like i used to be a servant and i came here with a commander as his servant and there's a my husband ended up making his fortune as a miner and we ended up falling in love and now i have a lot of money and i should be technically like an upperclassman but like that does not matter here it's a whole new world it's not as important here as it is where you came from don't let that be in the way of finding love so she urges her to be with joseph yeah but mr scott has put together a huge list of men that mercy she needs to meet so no. like the next day it's sunday and she they needs to meet up suitors for her yeah it's yeah. like she needs to find a guy to marry basically and so she's meeting all these guys and mercy just hates every second of it but she yeah. feels trapped not really anything she can do so joseph realizes that mercy is meeting with all these men and he doesn't understand why mercy is trying to find a husband yeah, but won't like, marry him you... yeah she's like why will you just find a husband you won't marry me so he ends up returning to his room and he starts saying a prayer because he's been realizing he's been running away from his calling of being a doctor at the clinic in London and he's been running away from grieving his parents and he's realizing he's about to run away from mercy too like he was going to leave on the ship so the next day they're all at church 
And after the service, he pulls Marcy aside into a separate room and is like, have you been meeting with all these men to find a husband? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, why? I've proposed to you. What the heck? And he says, you have captured my heart and I would be honored if you consented to be my wife. She's like, no, Joseph. He says, I love you, Marcy. And so finally, he's really just showing his emotions and she's like, oh he loves me like this isn't just out of honor honor. yeah and and she's but she's still like no i can't marry you and he's like why why can't you marry me out of frustration she tells him that mr scott is kind of forcing her into this and she's like listen there's nothing you can do this is what i have to do i'm waiting for my sister to come i didn't mention this but patience is supposed to come on the next ship of brides to come in so she's waiting for her sister in the new land but she also kind of knows like she's too sick to come but she is kind of not maybe she might be dead we don't know yeah but she's trying to be hopeful that she would be coming on the next ship yeah she's still refusing joseph and joseph leaves the next day mercy is still meeting with suitors and mr scott comes in he's like okay that's the last of the men like choose you have like two seconds choose and mercy finally stands up for herself and is like no I don't want to get married. I will find a job. I will pay back the society if I have to. And I'm going to make it work. And you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And Mr. Scott's still trying to, like, tell her what to do. <laughs> but Joseph and Mrs. Morinsby come into the room. Mrs. Morinsby is on, like, the committee to help them for all of the brides coming in. Yeah. And she's or like... give them a... Pl- give them, get, help them get married or help them find a job and help train them so they can have a job. Like, yeah. So she was like, we just had a meeting and we had made it a new rule that if the brides don't want to get married they don't have to they can find a job and they can make their own way here would we love for them to get married and have kids of course and we might start a program of them being able to repay us so we can keep this program going blah 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 yeah and so she's like you have no power here mr scott like you are relieved of your duties you can leave so yeah mr scott leaves he was the bad guy the whole time (laughs) yeah and joseph ends up leaving too so the next day mercy is at a dance and they're all dancing and stuff and joseph shows up and he's definitely looking for her so she's like i need to say goodbye to him so she goes up to him and they leave the dance together and they go down the street and they say goodbye to to each other and they're like i'm so happy we were in each other's lives they still love each other, but there's nothing they can do. So Joseph ends up going back to his room and he finds Sarah's ring that he gave to Mercy. And he kind of snaps him out of it and he's like, I just, this can't be how this all ends. So he writes two letters and we don't know the letters, know where they're going. So he, the next day, Mercy's sitting there and a letter comes. She can't read, <laughs> but it's the ring. And she's like, she knows Joseph had the ring. And so she runs out and she's like oh is joseph still here the ship's gone and she's like it that just like breaks her heart and she's like joseph's really gone yeah and so she goes up the hill and is just like trying to read this letter she can't read the letter and she's just crying and she starts grieving all of the children all lost uh, like not seeing her sister again and like not seeing her family again she's just kind of crying and starting to grieve all of this joseph ends up just being right behind her and he's like mercy what's wrong and she's like what do you mean what's wrong like you are gone he's like i've decided i'm gonna stay i'm gonna not gonna go on that ship i was supposed to i'm gonna be returning to england i'm gonna go to the clinic and i'm gonna take up my title again and he's like but i want you to come with me yeah and so he turns to leave and then mercy's like i love you i love you joseph and he's like what really and so she's like i want to marry you and she ends up getting down on one knee and proposing to joseph (laughs) it's so cute 
So she's like, no, I actually do want to marry you. And he's like, you want to come back with me? And she's like, yeah, like I've only ever wanted to help my people and take care of people. And so like that'll work if I can be with you. Yeah. And so they end up deciding to stay and be together and get married. But it's like a week later and they're like, they decided they want to see if patience is going to come on the next ship that comes in like a month. And so it's they fast forward to a week later. They're helping this woman give have a baby. And Joseph had sent a telegram to Dr. Bates. And Mercy is holding this baby and like rocking her. And Joseph comes in and he's like, the telegram came. And Mercy's like, oh no, Patience is dead. And she yeah. just starts immediately assuming the worst. But Joseph's like, no, Dr. Bates went and found her. And she's been with Dr. Bates at the clinic for like pretty much as soon as Mercy left. Oh. So he's she's not dead and she's slowly gaining back her strength and stuff so yeah that's how it ends and joseph's like i'm ready to marry you let's get married and so they decide to do it like a week from that day and so that's how it ends yay yeah it's really cute it's a cute book let's read it yeah a lot happens in the last like 50 pages (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's a lot it's good though like I, I really do <clears throat> like this story. So what would you say for the plot? What would you read it? I say five out of five. I think it's a very unique plot and yeah. so much fun to read about. Yeah. So. It never felt boring or slow or Yeah, anything there's like a lot that happens yeah. in this book. So it's like, yeah, it yeah. keeps you entertained it's the good. whole time. It's great. I would say five out of five for that one as well. Yeah. Romance. I, it's not as strong a romance as other books. So I'd say like a 3.5 to 4. Yeah. Because it's still really cute and has really special moments between them. And yeah. the, I love the development of the yeah. romance. It's really good. It's a good development. Yeah, you see how they're affected by it throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's just not as intense as other books as yeah. I would like. Okay. So, yeah. I, I think so, too. Like, 3.5 for me as well. Yeah. Ending. I thought the ending was cute. I was yeah, I think, five out of five. I think everything resolved really nicely because it resolves all the worries that they were having this entire time and it slowly works through with them. It's not like, well, love will conquer all. No, it's like they slowly realized all these certain things about them and moved past the blockages they had yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah, I liked the ending. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, it's a good book. I like it. I just, I think it's so intriguing to like learn about this and in this way but also learn <laughs> like oh my period. gosh it's freaking real like this happened yeah. you know so I, it's fun it's just really it i think that element yeah. makes it really more intriguing to me i really do enjoy it i think it's great i like the rest of the series she's yeah. a great writer i think it's this entire series it's is realistic really like you said it wasn't it's not cheesy it's great like yeah. you know she just writes it really well and all of the main characters of all the books are written really well yeah yeah i agree cool All right. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. Don't forget to follow us at Worth the Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Goodreads. We'll see you next time where we share another story with you and you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 